0: Merry Christmas Christmas. and may the Lord be with you this day as we celebrate the birth of God's Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Uh, We don't have too many announcements today other than Merry Christmas and it is good to be gathered here in the house of the Lord this day. Um, A couple of just prayer updates that we have is that um, uh, Bob Rock will have his surgery on Tuesday. We want to keep Bob in prayer for um, quadruple bypass for all to go well. Um, Also, A relative of Tammy's, um, uh, Franklin, is having uh, severe medical issues. We want to pray for Franklin and also a friend of Ruben's, uh, Joy, um, to keep her in prayer during what's become a a messy divorce and a tough situation. Um, We do have some good news as well. Mark Alderink is healing from his uh, double knee replacement. And overall, things are going well. He's making a little bit of progress all the time. So we want to continue to pray for Mark for continued recovery. We will be celebrating communion this day as we celebrate Christ's birth. And so if you, are, um, if you are a Christian who has been baptized and you believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we invite you to the table later in the service to partake of the bread and of the cup. So, um, that's all I have for announcements, Pastor Audrey, so go for it.
1: Hear the word of the Lord from the book that we love. Arise, shine. For your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Friends, the light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen. Jesus Christ, the light of the world, has come to us today as a baby, wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. We stand in awe that God would draw so near to us. And we, as Gentiles in the nations, we marvel at the brightness of God's dawning. reading our christmas reading the season for watching and waiting is over the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light this is the light of the world and the darkness cannot extinguish it
0: psalm 96 says it this way oh sing it oh sing to the lord a new song Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples.
1: Ascribe to the Lord, says the psalmist. O families of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. Tremble before him all the earth.
0: Say among the nations, the Lord is King. Let the heavens be glad and let those on earth rejoice, for he will judge the world with righteousness and all the peoples with his truth. Amen. Amen. Let's stand and sing together.
2: Joyful, joyful, we adore thee, God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before the opening to the sun above. Melt the clouds of sin and sadness drive the darkness.
1: worship Emmanuel. God is with us, and indeed God is here, and God welcomes you to this place in the name of our Creator, of Jesus Christ, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, our guide. Friends, as you have been greeted by God, would you turn and greet one another?
2: We're going to continue singing, uh, and so please, I invite you to stand. If you do feel like you desire to sit down while we sing, by all means, take the opportunity as well. i so-
3: Bring Him more than our silver and gold
2: seated.
0: On this Christmas morning, I invite you to turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 is the Lucan version of the birth story. So I invite you to turn to Luke chapter 2. We'll be reading verses 1 through 21 together. we come to God's Word together, let's pray. O Lord, may your Word be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, as we hear the story of your Son being born into the world. Send your Holy Spirit upon us, we pray, that these words may speak to us afresh anew, as if it was the first time we were hearing them all over again. Speak to us, Lord, for we listen, and we long to hear the good news of your Savior's birth. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Luke, chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world, On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One thing that struck me this year about Luke chapter 2, an altogether familiar text, but there's always something new when we spend time dwelling in God's word. What struck me was the decreasing order of worldly importance by which the characters are introduced. There's a decreasing order of worldly importance the way the characters are introduced. We start with Caesar Augustus, the emperor of Rome, the the most powerful person in all of Western civilization. The emperor who rules over everything with absolute authority. We introduce the emperor of Rome. And Quirinius, his governor, who would also serve in a sovereign way underneath the emperor. With absolute earthly authority over all subjects wherever they would be under their jurisdiction. We start with the highest worldly authority known to Luke. And then we take it down several notches. And introduce Mary and Joseph. Not of any huge social importance in the grand scheme of things. They're average, common folk. Maybe it's those common folk that we identify with the most. Mary and Joseph are a teenage couple with an unexpected pregnancy. And they are out of town because of the powers that be that have ordered the census to be taken. But to give credit to Mary and Joseph for their social standing, they are respectable folk. I mean, Joseph is of the line of David. That's important. Think of the stories of King David. And, and as a young family, that would be the stories that would be told and taught and memorized, stories of King David. And for Joseph to know, you know what, I, may, I might just be a carpenter. I'm just a normal blue-collar guy. But I'm in the line of David. David the revered king from the Old Testament. Mary and Joseph may be common folk, but they have something to them. And Joseph is a respectable tradesman. He's the respectable tradesman just like we would find today. He's your carpenter, your electrician, your plumber, your HVAC guy. Joseph is one of those folks. And then we take one notch lower to the shepherds, There's a danger sometimes in in over romanticizing this idea of the shepherds. Because we think, oh, yeah, smelly, gross people, but we'd welcome them into our home, no big deal. We know who the shepherds are. But to try to think of a modern equivalent of who the shepherds are, probably the best example we could come up with is migrant workers. They're people who you know exist, you know they work somewhere, but we don't know them personally. They're not people that we would welcome into our home or or even people we would take much notice of. There is a decreasing order of the worldly importance as people are introduced, from the emperor of Rome to a respectable, normal family to our equivalent of migrant workers, just the people who work out in the fields somewhere. Then the angels come to who? They come to the shepherds. If you want to have a little rhyme to remember the way in which people are introduced, because I think that's just a Christmas present I can give to you since I don't have any puns, although puns in the Christmas time are always advantageous. Oh, man. (laughs) That was a rough one. But there's a rhyme to remember the way in which people are introduced. Verses 1 through 3 is the powers that be. Verses 4 through 7 is the baby from heaven. And in verse 8, the angels came with news that was great. In that way, we can remember, we go from the powers that be to the baby born unto Joseph and Mary, and then down to the shepherds. And the news that the angel has to say to them, for one, do not be afraid, for they are terrified. But the central point of this text, the turning point of Luke chapter 2, is when the angels say unto the shepherd, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. No one is excluded or exempt or left out of the good news that is made available because Jesus Christ, the Messiah, has been born. Jesus, we know, from the Gospel of John, is called the Good Shepherd. And it should be humbling and encouraging for us to know that the Good Shepherd was born to be the shepherd of shepherds. Even the lowly shepherds, those who you would take no notice of, Jesus, the Good Shepherd, was born as the shepherd of even shepherds. But once again, there's no exemption. There's, there's no one who this good news is off limits to. This is good news for all the people, which means if you follow a decreasing order of societal importance in the beginning of Luke, this good news is meant to go all the way back up because the good news was given to the shepherds and they are to spread it to other folks, to other folks like Mary and Joseph, people like them, all the normal middle-class folks that you would run into from the shepherds to Mary and Joseph and folks like them, all the way up to the top. Even the emperor, this ought to be good news. Even if you were the emperor, the most powerful person in the Western world, the birth of Jesus Christ is meant to be good news for you. From palaces to pigsties, the good news is for everyone that Jesus Christ was born into the world. Today is Christmas Day. It's also the last Sunday of 2016, which, and I'm not going to try to steal any Pastor Audrey's thunder since she gets to preach on New Year's Day, but I do wonder at this time, in this week, as we look to the closing out of a week, what's 2016 been like for you, and what's 2017 bring around the corner? For some of you, maybe you're identifying most with the shepherds. But this has been a hard year. You've faced trials. Life has thrown you unexpected curveballs that you didn't really see coming. Maybe you're just feeling down and out and a little bit low on hope. The good news is that Jesus Christ was born into this world for you. And maybe you're just in a normal rhythm of life. Another year has gone, another year has come, another Christmas, another Thanksgiving, another New Year's to look forward to. Things are just normal. You don't feel any particular joy or excitement or exuberance. Life is just moving along. The good news is that Jesus Christ was born into the world for you. And maybe this has been a great year. And you're on top of the world. Things have been good. And you expect them to continue to be good. And in those moments, know that Jesus Christ was born into the world for you. Regardless of where you're at in life or in society, the good news is meant to be for all the people. To cause great joy. This is for all of us. It is good news to know that when we are down and out, this news is for us. This news is for those whom we may think the least of. And there's also a challenge in that. Because I wonder if the shepherds, with the lot that they had in life, if they were maybe just a little bit resentful of people who had it better than them. Maybe there is a little bit of irritation that shepherds had. I mean... They were looked down upon. They were downtrodden. And they don't even own their own sheep. Most of the shepherds in this day are people who are just simply the hired hands for the field. Kids that were sent out to watch over sheep. But the good news is not just for the shepherds. It is meant to be shared. So if you think this year has put you in the lowest possible tier, remember that this good news is for you but it's also to be shared. And the challenge for us is to remember that the good news of Jesus Christ being born into the world is always for everyone, even those whom we might think the least of. No matter which way we're looking, whether we think we're looking up society's ladder or down society's ladder, the good news is meant for all. The good news is meant for the boss that you don't like. That you grumble about, that maybe you would be glad to see them gone. The good news is for them. The good news is for the employee that you have that is simply a pain in the neck all the time. The good news is for the coworker who you find downright annoying. The good news is for those whom you are jealous of, who seem to have a great life. The good news is for everyone whether we think we're looking up at them or looking down at them, the good news of Jesus being born into the world was great joy for all the people, every single one of us. Because we are sheep. We are sheep in need of a shepherd. And the Christmas story is that of the good shepherd who loves his sheep being born into the world the humble servant leader who will give his life up for his sheep. Because, you know, shepherds might not be much to most people, but to a sheep, a shepherd is a savior. On this Christmas morning, we remember that we are sheep in need of a savior. And we are also shepherds. We are shepherds, probably lowercase s. That's why it's in the bulletin that way. There is the one good shepherd, capital S. But then we all, as Christians, are called to be shepherds, lowercase s. We are all shepherds to the extent that we dwell with the good shepherd. We are all shepherds to the extent that we dwell with the good shepherd. Consider, then, who are the sheep in your life who need to be cared for? The Shepherds are a great bunch, and one of the things that we talked about in staff, we know this story so well. We, in a certain sense, get to shepherd the Christmas story, take care of it, and share it with others. And it was in staff meeting that Sharon mentioned if only we were more familiar with other stories to the same extent that we are familiar with the Christmas story. That we could shepherd all of these stories in Scripture to learn from them. And in so doing, to dwell with the good shepherd. That we can be better shepherds, lowercase s. The shepherds were obedient, they were responsive. And when they heard this good news, for one... This is actually Vicki Rossich's contribution, and I asked for permission that I could use this. One of the things that struck her simply on a practical note: the shepherds knew this was big enough of news that they were willing to leave work. Think about it: Under what circumstances do you just leave work and abandon your post? Larry, how often do you just leave the job site on a whim? You're not even going to finish up, you're not even going to pack up your tools. you're just gone. I would imagine that doesn't happen all that often. Maybe I don't know. You're... Okay, <laughs> no, shaking your head, definitely not. The shepherds just packed up and left because they believed that this good news was important, not just in this lofty, far away sense, but in an immediate sense that called for a response. That the shepherds left work; they went. Maybe some of them had to draw lots to see who had to stay behind and watch over the sheep. But the point is, they responded, they went and saw, and God was faithful in the sign that God promised to them was the sign that they were given. And when they saw it, they knew, and they believed. And even those who were lowly, even those who don't have much credibility went about and shared the good news. And people were amazed. I wonder when Scripture says all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. I wonder if some were amazed with a little bit of skepticism, a little bit of doubt because Jed pointed out that this isn't coming from the most credible source. But some were probably amazed because they also believed and knew that this good news was for them. And what a miracle that God would reveal it to shepherds. And what a hint of humility that would give us. Christ's birth is for all of us, which means those who have been humbled by life's circumstances are to be exalted because their Savior is born into the world for them. And those who are exalted are humbled because Christ's birth is of the greatest magnitude and importance far exceeding any earthly power or accomplishment that they could ask or imagine. Christ's birth is for all, from palaces to pigsties and everywhere in between. Christ was born into the world for us, for we are sheep in need of a shepherd, and Jesus Christ is the good shepherd of the sheep, and Jesus Christ is the good shepherd of us. Is shepherds. To be a Christian, in simple terms, means Christian is little Christ. And it was meant actually as an insult when the term first came about. But to be a little Christ. And in the same way, as we celebrate Christmas, we who observe the birth of the good shepherd are to be little shepherds. Shepherds lay down their life for their sheep and they know who their good shepherd is. As we celebrate communion this day, we come to a table that is a foretaste of a feast that could be partaken of in a palace. Think about people that maybe you have said goodbye to this year, those who have passed away, those whom God has called home. They're at this banquet table too, but the table that they sit at Is one beyond our comprehension. And they get to partake of this feast. And so do we, as a pledge and foretaste of the heavenly feast of which we shall partake when Christ calls us home or Christ returns. But as I think about those shepherds out in the field and the table that we sit at, I am also reminded of familiar words from Psalm 23 that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. My friends, this table is set before us for those we love and even maybe for those we just don't care for so very much. Because this table is not set by our preferences. This table is set for us by Christ, who is the Good Shepherd, who calls us to be restored, to be refreshed, to be renewed at his table where he feeds us as a pledge and foretaste on this advent of the second advent when Christ shall return. So we remember this day that Christ was born into the world, the good shepherd whose news was given to shepherds. We remember that Christ came to die upon the cross for our sins and for our salvation we remember that Christ promised to never leave us or forsake us. We come in remembrance and we come in communion, knowing that Christ is with us, that Emmanuel, that name for God, means God with us. And when we come to this table, we are with one another, that we can see, that we can smell and hear, but we are also joined by the Holy Spirit as Christ is present here with us as we break the bread and as we share the cup. We come in remembrance, we come in communion with our holy God, and we come in hope for that great and glorious day when all things shall be made new. The blind will see, the deaf will hear, the mute will speak, and the lame will walk. This, at the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, when all shall be fulfilled and the crooked paths will be made straight, And all that was broken and disturbed in this world will be made whole and made holy once again. My friends, as we come to this table, let's pray together. Holy and right it is, and our joyful duty to give thanks to you at all times and in all places, O Lord, our Creator, you are the almighty and everlasting God. You have created heaven with all its host and the earth with all its plenty, and you have given us life and being, and you preserve us by your providence. But you have shown us the fullness of your love in sending into the world your Son, Jesus Christ, the eternal Word, born as a baby, made flesh for us and for our salvation, for the precious gift of this mighty Savior, who has reconciled us to you we praise and bless you, O God. With your whole church on earth and with all the company of heaven, we worship and adore your glorious name. And we remember in this supper the perfect sacrifice that you offered upon the cross for the sins of the whole world. In the joy of Christ's resurrection and in the expectation of his return, we offer ourselves as living and holy sacrifices, proclaiming the mystery of the faith, that after Christ was born, Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. So Lord, send your Holy Spirit upon us, we pray, that the bread which we break and the cup which we bless may be to us the communion of the body and blood of Christ. Grant that being joined together in him, we may attain to the unity of the faith and grow up in all things into Christ our Lord. And as this grain has been gathered from many fields into one loaf, and these grapes from many hills into one cup, grant, O oh Lord, that your whole church may soon be gathered from the ends of the earth into your kingdom. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Today we celebrate Christ's birth, but we also, on this Christmas Day, remember the purpose for which he came that at the end of his life here on this earth, Jesus was gathered with his disciples. And as was his custom, when they were gathered around the table, he took the bread, and after he had given thanks, he broke it, and said, this is my body, given for you, as often as you eat of it, remember me. And in the same way, after they had eaten supper, Jesus took the cup and said, This cup is the new covenant of my blood. As often as you drink of it, remember me. For the bread which we break and the cup of blessing for which we give thanks is our communion with the body and the blood of Jesus Christ the Good Shepherd born into the world for us. For all of the Christmas presents that we have and that we give, this is the greatest gift that could be given unto us, is Jesus Christ's life given to us. We're going to celebrate communion by intention this morning, which means we'll start with the balcony and the back rows coming forward along the center aisle. There will be a station of elders on either side. And you'll take a piece of the bread, and then you'll dip it into the cup. And as you partake, you'll be told that this is Christ's body, and this is Christ's blood, broken and shed for you. You can return along the side aisles to your seats, and also for any who cannot make their way forward, um, Please, stay where you are, and a a station of elders will come to you and serve you where you are at. We also, at the center station, have a dairy, wheat, gluten, soy, and nut-free bread. Um, For all who um, have dietary restrictions, come to the center station. And if you cannot make your way forward, but you do require um, the dairy, wheat, gluten, soy, or nut bread, let the elder know, and we will come to you with that as well. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Elders, please come. By the blood of
2: Can you see, baby? Jesus says he's lying on the straw. There's a peaceful way this evening I've never seen. Though I've been here many times before. Something special, something different. Oh, this baby, he don't cry. When I look into his eyes, it's all I need. To make me cry out singing, the Saviour King as He lays there on the straw. Do you see the irony? Do you see the castle fall? Well. The Presence we proclaim The Lord has come Can you see God the Father In the mountains and the trees Feel his Holy Spirit rushing through you Like a cool, refreshing mountain breeze Cause we're here at the table and fellowship so sweet And I think I finally found the kind of life I'm gonna See the irony. Do you see the nations fall where well, the world may not accept that this lamb is God's own son? When we come into His presence, we proclaim the Lord. Has come.
0: We have been fed at Christ's table. And just as we see the elements going out, we remember that Christ leads us, that the good news is not meant to be contained in four walls under a roof. The good news is meant to go out ahead of us, and that we as shepherds of that good news, just like the shepherds of old, share the good news that is great joy for all the people, that Jesus Christ was born into the world. For us he lived, for us he died, and for us he rose again. Let's pray together a prayer of thanksgiving. We praise and thank you, O Lord, that you have fed us at your table, grateful for your gifts and mindful of the communion of your saints. We offer to you our prayers for all people. God of compassion, we, rem- we remember before you the poor and the afflicted, the sick and the dying, the prisoners, all who are lonely and isolated the victims of war, injustice, and inhumanity. We pray for all those who suffer, whatever their sufferings may be called, whether they be known or whether they be hidden. Lord, we do pray that you comfort the Cass family at the homegoing of Scott's grandfather. We pray that you be with Franklin as he continues to struggle with health. We pray that you be with joy, during the midst of her divorce. We pray that you watch over Bob, that his surgery may go well this coming Tuesday. We give you thanks for healing that many have experienced, and we pray for continued healing for Mark Aldrink and for Jan Rock. Lord of Providence, we remember that you hold the destiny of all the nations in your hand. We pray for our country. Inspire the hearts and minds of our leaders, that they, together with all our nations, may first seek your kingdom and your righteousness so that order, liberty, and peace may dwell with your people. O God, our Creator, we pray for all nations and all people. Take away the mistrust and lack of understanding that divide your creatures. Increase in us the recognition that we are all your children and the good news of your birth is meant for all people. Savior God, Look upon your church in its struggle upon the earth. Have mercy upon its moments of weakness. Bring to an end its unhappy divisions and strife that simply put on display an unhealthy witness for the world, but instead scatter our fears. Look upon the ministry of your church, both throughout the world and here at North Holland. Increase its courage, strengthen our faith, and inspire our witness for all people even to the end of the earth. Lord, send your Holy Spirit's blessing upon us as we celebrate Christmas this day. May the good news go with us, and may it shape and form us, both today and for every day of our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. At this time, our deacons will come forward and collect the morning's tithes and offerings. We invite you also to sign and pass the fellowship pads at the end of your row so that we may come to know one another. Deacons, please come. People of God, as sheep who have a shepherd, as shepherds who have the example of the good shepherd to look to, may we go and share the good news of Jesus Christ being born into the world. For this is good news for all people to bring great joy to all. So, as we go this Christmas day, go with God's blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance towards you and give you his peace both now and forever. Amen. Go in peace.